2: It is Locked on Jazz for Thursday, March 8th. The Jazz were not in 10th place. Holy smokes, finally. They do it again, dominating, incredible fashion. Maybe a complete buy-in win. Plus, your questions on a Thursday edition of Facebook Live, Locked on Jazz. It's all coming up now. Pum dum bum 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 how How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Jazz NBA insider. I'm a little geek today. Uh, a few reasons. I've had multiple cups of coffee already this morning. From the, for those of you who are interested uh, on Facebook Live, there is, there's the coffee set up. we got some kombucha waiting. We actually have two apples waiting. Um, here's our beautiful, this is not one of the nicer hotel rooms that we get here. Um, I have a beautiful view uh, right outside of the guy doing the window washer, which always freaks you out when he's like looking right in your window. Um, So anyway, uh, I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider, glad to have you with us. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you expertise, insight, little behind the curtains cool stuff, along with some geeky numbers, and it's all uh, part of... The number one local sports podcast network, the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right. Uh, I think I've lined up what the show is going to be about today. We'll talk about last night's win. We'll then uh, kind of continue down some of the conversations and then take a bunch of your questions is the way uh, I hope to do it. So I hope you're actively involved today and ready to roll and that we get some great questions. Jazz win last night. Uh, and then. So let me just quickly go big picture on the win, and then we'll do our daily kind of playoff update where things went our way. What a great day that was. Um, so the first thing is I am, I think you guys have learned, the biggest fan in the world, often a bit reluctant to completely jump aboard, um, often feel as though my job is to calm some excitement, not because I want to kill the excitement because I think we have a tendency to all be homers and be a little unrealistic about our own team. Yesterday's win to me is a buy-in win. And what I mean by that is Indiana's good. Indiana, with Victor Oladipo, was winning 65% of their games. Indiana had won 9 of 10. Indiana was playing, I was trying to find, like, Indiana was playing their third game in four nights. Um... So maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, I'm trying to find something to to understand, like how could that possibly have happened? And the answer just might be that we're really good, and that to me is a little bit of what that was last night. To me, that's a bot. That's a what I, I, I like. And I guess maybe there's also a reluctancy and I don't want to get burned, but that kind of is a buy-in win. Indiana last night had their. Uh, uh, that's their 64th worst offensive outing of the year. right? We're doing things to teams on a nightly basis where they're putting out their first or second or third worst offensive game. Last night was their second lowest offensive rating of the season, only surpassed by, I think, a night in L.A., Which, or maybe the night in L.A. may have caused it. Uh, but their game in L.A. was... There are other nights where they were bad. They at Portland got them, and then the next they played a back end of a back to back in LA. So they had a two game stretch, and and I'm going to guess maybe Oladipo didn't play in some of those. No, it's coming right out of hammering us. So uh, maybe the, Oladipo was playing, but they they had they had some. That's it. And we're just doing something to teams that they're not. It's incredible. Last night. Was our tenth best defensive performance of the season, but this is—you you can look at our charts, and I—I I mean, you guys have heard me do this a bunch. But you go back to where the win streak started, the loss in Atlanta, and then to Detroit. If you have an opponent's offensive rating under a hundred, you should win. Quinn Snyder's offensive system is so good that if you get. An offense, if you hold the other team to a defensive rate, if you hold the other team to less than a point of possession, Quinn Snyder's offensive system might be good enough to win. Just by itself. Detroit 86, Toronto 95, Warriors 96, Phoenix 96, San Antonio 111, Pelicans 102. And that's like an average night for us defensively. Memphis 92, Charlotte 98, Portland 97, San Antonio 100, Phoenix 100, De- T- T- uh, Portland 100.8. Dallas 90, Houston, Houston, who's averaging an offensive rating of 115 since January 19, put up a 99 against the Jazz. Minnesota got us, 109.5. Minnesota got us. And we won that game. Sacramento 92. Orlando 79.9. Indiana 89.9. This is not like for once. This is for an 18-game stretch. This is for a quarter of the season. The Jazz have allowed two opponents over 102. I mean, this is... And, and this goes back to kind of my conversation I've been having kind of outwardly with you guys here for a while. Like there's something, you don't win 16 of 18 games by accident. Th- this is my point here. When the Rockets win 16 of 18 games, everyone says, well, the Rockets are good. And when the Jazz win 16 of 18 right now, everyone's saying, well, the Jazz are hot. Maybe we're not hot. Maybe we're good. I don't know. My wife is making fun of me all the time. Because of the roller coaster that the season has been. We're the worst team ever. We're never going to win another game. I'll be there for the golf tournament in Vegas. I promise you. My daughter plays a golf tournament the first weekend of playoffs in Vegas. And last year, like, I flew to Vegas and then drove to L.A. to Took her through a practice round and then drove to L.A. to be there for the games. And so, like, we can't book until we know. And she's like, you know, I don't know. I still don't know. But... um, it's kind of the running joke in the house is like how over the top I've been at times. And probably I'm more honest with them than I am sometimes on the show because that would be bad because I'm a fan just like you and I get crazy. So right now I'm like, are we just that good? I, I, you know, they lose to Memphis. The minute you say, it, you're like, oh, you're going to lose to Memphis. But there were a lot of things. and There's some parts of last night's game that are worth kind of digging into a little bit. We'll do that here in just a moment. Uh, but first, let's go check our playoff picture. I, I just wanted to get out that first. Like, you got to go with the lead. The lead is we were just great last night. And to me, that was a win that makes you say to yourself, maybe we're just good. So last night, Denver had a 62% chance going in, according to our numbers, to beat Cleveland, and they did not. So Denver loses a shoulda won. And Denver is now 1-2 in their nine shoulda, uh, three, of their nine, they've played three of their nine should-of-wins, and they're one and two. If you're new to the program, we have broken starting on July February 23rd. We broke down all of the games for the rest for the way into certain wins. Teams are eight and zero in certain wins so far. Should wins sixty to eighty percent wins. Pick'ems, forty to sixty percent chance that according to the five thirty-eight win probability twenty to forty and then zero chances. So last night Denver lost a should've win, sixty-two percent. They have two easy ones, eighty percent against LA, eighty-nine percent against Sacramento coming up. Uh, Despite Anthony Davis with an ankle injury last night, uh, no word on severity. New Orleans wins a fifty-nine percent win on against. Uh, Sacramento, that's actually a pretty big win because that's in the pick'em category. So they go to 2-0 and in their pick'ems. New Orleans has changed the dynamics on this whole race. And the Jazz last night had a 42% chance to win according to 538 and won. So it was not a, it was a huge win because as we talked about yesterday on the program the Jazz have pick'em games they have four pick'em games along the way, or five pick'em games along the way, and the Jazz have to find a way to win three of them. And they got one last night. So to update this, certain wins, teams are 8-0. Shoulda wins, which should be 60-80%, to they're at 75%, 10-5. and Pick'em games are 4-4. and Unlikely overall teams are 6-5, and and nobody's played a no chance. Tonight... Minnesota, after having six days off, they've played more games than anyone else in the league, has now the beginning of what's an interesting stretch. They played a night against Boston. This is a 67% win probability for Minnesota tonight. So this is a should win. San Antonio's in Golden State with a 21% win probability. That's unlikely. Oklahoma's playing Phoenix with a 91% win probability. Those are the three tonight. Minnesota starts an interesting stretch here without Jimmy Butler. Boston, Golden State, Washington, San Antonio, Houston, Clippers. They're actually favored. New York, Philadelphia is kind of by the twenty fourth. Then it's so soft to close. It is so soft to close. The Minnesota, I, I don't. Minnesota have to hit an incredible skid to fall out of this playoff race. So I don't have a now. Five thirty-eight, and all them changed the the, the Jazz win last night. Flew, flung the win probability a decent amount for the Jazz uh, in in their favor. The latest win probability or playoff probability for the Jazz is at now seventy-nine percent. And if you the Rockets won, Warriors two, they have the Blazers at three now at forty-nine wins. Pelicans at 4 at 48. Timberwolves at 5 at 47. Spurs at 6 at 46. Jazz at 6 at 7 at 46. And the Thunder at 46. Clippers at 44. Denver at 44. According to that, you'd need 45 uh, wins across to get in. I've I've said I think you're going to need 47. I'm holding to that. So huge win by the Jazz last night. Today's show brought to you in part by the Advocates. Had a nice lunch with Matt over at the Advocates uh, the other day. Utah Advocates are uh, injury attorneys. Help you out. They've been in business for 25 years, and their 106-step process have built a process that's really quite fabulous. That what they've done is they've built efficiency. That efficiency means productivity. Efficiency means communication to you. That efficiency means expediting the process. They have experts at every task along the way. So here's how it works. You pick up the phone and you call 801. You get in a car accident. That sucks. Okay, now you need someone to help you out. Maybe you're you're injured and you're not going to be able to get to work. You're injured. You need to be taken care of. Whatever it is, they're there to help you. 801-355-5550. Within 60 seconds, an attorney calls you. Once the attorney's got it, they schedule the case. They put it in the system. Boom, the airline checklist kicks in. The Advocates, 25 years of knowledge, 106 steps, gets to work, special teams projects along the way, and they get you good results. They make sure nothing happens and they treat you well. It's 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550.
0: Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking
2: Hey, Gary Locke says they want to let me know I do a great job. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's not the former governor of Seattle, Gary Locke. He lived down the street from us, his wife and actually. My wife were pretty good friends. I think we went to grad school together. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's not. But if it is Gary, you do great work. She was the ambassador somewhere recently. All right, we're off kilter. Um, the, we'll, we'll get to questions here in a second. I want to walk through a few things last night's game. Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert pick-and-roll last night, and the last two nights have been really interesting to watch. So if you run through our pick-and-roll numbers for the season, which I have access to, the Jazz best pick-and-roll combinations have been Joe Ingles, Derek Favors. Have been Ricky Rubio, Derek Favors. Have been, actually, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. And then to his credit, Epe Udo's numbers are terrific. He sets such great, such great picks. All of his numbers are terrific. Rubio and Favors since January 19th had gone bananas. Really had worked well. Ingles and Gobert had not. That was a struggle. They could not, and they've run a lot together. But Favors, ingles for the season is about close to 0.1 points per possession better, and since January 19th, about .3 points better. Over the last two nights, we've really watched Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert work with each other to try to figure out where how that pick and roll is going to work. I thought they struggled early the other night, and then as, as the night went on, they got better and better at it. Rudy's roll to the rim is such a threat, it opens up a tremendous of other aspects To the Jazz. Uh, And Rudy is having mammoth offensive games right now. Mammoth offensive games. He... Three of his last four games are twenty ten games. 26-16, 16-12, 21-17, and 23-14. I mean, just take it even back to... So you just take those... In the prior games, he was 7-of-9, 7-of-8, 5-of-6, 6-of-9, 5-of-8. You you take it back to the Dallas game and go grab his last six games. He's shooting 77% from the field, averaging 19 points and 13 rebounds a game. (laughs) It's ridiculous. 19 points, 13 rebounds, and 77% shooting. I can't imagine what he's going to be like tomorrow on Pack Friday. The <clears throat> it's just astronomically good. Joe tent get got a double double last night out of it. It's really, really just the level guys are playing, and a and a lot of it spurs back to what, to what Rudy's doing. And you just take away other teams' offensive games. Donovan is worth mentioning as well. He's doing some things that are they're interesting. He's The thing I love about him more than anything else is I never feel like he's forcing the game. Like, he's really figured out how it is that he's going to... that over the course of a night, he's going to get points. Donovan has now scored 20 points in nine of the last 11 games. I mean, he's just routinely rolling... Into that twenty-point category, and he's doing it. Not shooting great—forty-one percent from the field over the last eleven games, thirty-three percent from three. But the five free throws a game, five rebounds, four assists, twenty-three points a game. You know, it's not perfect, but he's a rookie. Like if we remember, he's a rookie. That's pretty incredible. He's walking those five free throws around on a pretty regular basis. And you go get five free throws a night. You get to be pretty efficient. Last ten games, twenty-three points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal. Forty-one percent from the field, thirty-three percent from the line. Funny thing is, Ron and I are like convinced that his free throw shooting is dropping. It's absolutely not. He's missing his like first free throw every night, and then he makes like five straight. We've totally blown that. It's it's incredible. He is. His ability to just march himself toward 20 points a night, which you have to have. I want to walk through one other numbers thing, and then we'll get to the questions uh, tonight, today. So, when you watch Vic- Victor Oladipo last night go has has a bad night, and Evan Fournier has a bad night. This is because of, of the defense, because of Rudy. So, last night, Fournier... Uh, uh, Victor Oladipo finishes the night going 6 of 19. Okay, so, well, all right, well, he had a bad shooting night. No, he didn't. What he had was, and Evan Fournier went 4 of 18. He did not have a bad shooting night. What he had was he didn't get his shots in his regular place. So Victor Oladipo takes 6 shots a night at the rim. Last night he got 2. He went two for two on those shots. He took 12 mid-range jumpers last night. 12. That is an incredible amount. Single-handedly bounce. He went four of 12 on those mid-range jumpers. Okay, if he makes one more and goes five of 12, he shoots 42% from the mid-range and that's what he shoots from the mid-range. Well, Okay, so he missed one extra mid range shot that he doesn't usually make. That's 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 the reality. The he was 0 of 3 from 3. Okay? Donovan did a hell of a job defensively on Old Depot last night. He's shooting twenty one percent from three since the All Star break. And so my point here is Sure, he missed one shot in the mid-range. He maybe missed one of his threes. But it's the shot allocation that is changing everything. By By the fact that he suddenly is taking 12 mid-range shots, two non-paint contested shots that were right in the... or paint non-restricted area shots that were pretty far out. It's his six shot. If he gets his six shots at the rim last night and he goes and makes five of them... Like he often does. He had three shots, take three of those mid-range shots, move them. Now all of a sudden he goes 9 of 19 and no one's talking about him having a bad shooting night. The reason he had a bad shooting night last night is because of the presence of Rudy Gobert and the fact that they can't he can't get to the rim. Go to Oladipo. See if I can find the Oladipo game. Uh us they don't give me the search mechanism. I have to go do it a different way. I don't know. I'm going to be able. I don't know that I'm going to get the same uh, Chrome plugin to kick in here that gives me what I need to do. But let's see if I can find Monday night. OLED, uh, Evan Fournier goes four of 18. So Evan Fournier has a bad shooting night, right? Or does he? isn't maybe really what actually happened in that is that the Jazz were able to force him out of the shots he wants to take and into different shots. And when you do that, then all of a sudden these guys have these not... This is part of the defense. This is what Quinn prepares. This is what Rudy executes. And I thought Derek Favors last night was just terrific defensively as well. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Derek Favors in the way he played last night when, Der- when, Ru- when Rudy was off the floor. Let me see if I can get the Evan Fournier shot chart here. I don't know that I'm going to. I think I'm only going to get his. Yep, I got it. All right. Evan Fournier takes two shots at the rim. All game, he usually takes four. He misses a ton of threes, and he takes six mid-range shots and goes 0 for 6. But those are unnatural shots. Four of eighteen's a little extreme, but the concept of what's happening is you're forcing guys out of their regular spots. All right, we'll get to your questions in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by Mizuma USA. This is a pretty interesting company. It's time of the year. Here's, I think, a fact. You hate doing your books. You hate trying to find 12 months of information, right? You're a business on yourself. You got to do it. Sucks. So if you have one to five employees and you're not using Mizuma, you're losing money and you're losing clarity. Here's how Mazuma works. For $75 a month, unless, of course, you use the promo code LOCKED and then you get 25% off, they give you a CPA and a bookkeeper, unlimited consultation from your CPA. You get bookkeeping, reports, unlimited consultation, personal business tax returns, all prepared for you. Works like you sign up, you get an orientation call with your your assigned bookkeeper, your assigned CPA, you get your... Give them the information. They go and take care. of it. get your first set of reports, you have nothing else to do. Now, every month you get a report, every quarter you get a tax planning call, at the end of the year they take care of all your taxes for you. No contract, no cancellation, no hidden fees. It's pretty cool. MazumaUSA.com. M-A-Z-U-M-A-U-S-A.com. Promo code LOCKED gets you 25% off. 801-980-2102. That's 801-980-2102. And today's show is also brought to you by my good friend Devin Cash. He's the realtor of the Locked On Podcast, Locked On Jazz. Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Right now is a great time for to sell, and he can help you out. Devin approaches real estate with the heart of a teacher. He says he never wants his clients to feel uncomfortable with any situation. Loves working with first time home buyers. He's had great relationships with numerous Locked On Jazz people throughout the time. Devin's number is. 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495. Ryan and Natalie emailed me and said, we worked with Devin as our realtor when buying our home for the first time. He was extremely responsive with text back super quickly, even outside normal business hours. He also went above and beyond to walk us through the home buying process. He was an amazing resource and a genuinely good guy. That's what I get continually from Tim and Whitney. Same thing. I wanted to email you let you know about our experience. My He was great. My wife Whitney and I both work somewhat different hours, so it was ex- Extremely difficult for him. We were all over the place. He would get go over to houses at night. Ones that would go on the market in the morning. And he would be under contract. The market was unreal. And he found us the ideal house. That's what Devin Cash does. With a nice touch. A lot of fun. And a good jazz basketball conversation in the meantime. Plus Devin often will help you out with uh, his. Uh, he was giving you two jazz free season tickets. But he'll give you a percentage of his commission toward jazz tickets. 801-759-759. 1495 that's 801 1495
1: hi this is nate duncan from locked on's hollinger and duncan podcast those of you who listen to our show know that i try to take a measured approach I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. i tried everything, massages chiropractors this at-home device handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me and now the all-new gen 4 theragun has a proprietary brushless motor it's so quiet it's no louder than an electric toothbrush and best of all you can try theragun risk-free for 30 days there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4 with an oled screen personalized theragun app and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. theragun.com slash locked on. All right, let's get to your calls. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're fine. I'm sorry. I didn't
2: hear you knock. I have headphones on, so thank you. Housekeeping. You want to come into the show? We're doing a live show. You can be a part of it. Here, wave, wave hi to everybody. Hi. Say hi to everybody. Hello. Nice to see you. You don't need to come in today. I'm fine. Thank you. Sorry about that. My fault. <laughs> you never know what happens on this show. I was having a big call with a uh, really bright friend of mine, possible investor kind of person uh, in the podcast network, and we were talking about the different models. I was like, yeah, sometimes the lack of professionalism is good. All right, let's run through the questions for you here. Um Let's see. Would you say that a consistent bench scorer is the most needed piece for the Jazz? Full size stretch for something else. I, I think. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, if I if you can go get a full size stretch for, I'm now replacing Jonas, but Jay's pretty good at that. So I mean, that's that's hard. Um, a bona fide bench scorer, sure. I, I think there's some angle in here where... Here's my feeling on the Favors-Gobert lineup as it stands right now. I, I think it's they're playing very, very well. They're doing some good things. The fact is, though, you can't live with it as your only option. You better have a stretch lineup that you can really play uh, if there's a matchup that doesn't work. So, I mean, if Anthony Davis doesn't play coming up here... You've got Nikolai Miritich maybe playing center, maybe a Mecca. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you just don't can't have favors and go There's lineups you can't have favors and go bear, both on the floor. Uh, and so you end up having to play something else. Right now, the Jay Crowder, Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, with Jay Crowder at the four, in six games, they've played 65 minutes. Their offensive rating is 116. The defensive rating is 86. They are plus 30. Per 100 possessions. Okay, that's pretty outstanding. Uh, The Jazz, by the way, starting lineup with Rubio is now positive for the season. With Mitchell, Ingles, Favors, and Gobert. So I just think you have to have another option. You can't be stuck to that on nights where it doesn't work. The other thing I would tell you is... Uh, I do think, you know, you look out there and we have Neto and Royce O'Neal and um, it would be nice to have a, another bench score. I mean, I, I think you need a third stud, but maybe that's Derek in some ways. Has there ever been a team besides OKC to have three future MVPs playing together? Crazy to think one of them was even coming off the bench. I mean, I, I've said this forever. Um, and... And, and really have, have said this forever. They traded the wrong guy. Could you imagine Oklahoma City with James Harden and Kevin Durant? And then analytics told you that Harden was going to be great. And Sam Preston's supposed to be an analytics guy. And There was a contract issue going on, but you you got to... And they had all... They missed badly on that. But you put Harden and Durant together, that that would have been something else. It's a hard question to ask, but are, we, are you more excited with this team looking forward or last year's team looking forward? What does this year's team have that last year's team didn't? Well, I mean, I think Donovan's upside is probably higher than Gordon's upside. Um, Gordon's a better player today than Donovan. George Hill was a – but, I mean, we're going to – you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, I, Rudy – guys, I really think Rudy is one of the five best players in the NBA. We have that guy. We have that guy. Um, To me, and Donovan's really fabulous. Interesting, I was talking to somebody, I'm going to leave it out, and I said to them, top five players in the NBA, and I I said, why don't you put your guy in there? He goes, our guy's not ready yet. He was talking about Donovan. I was talking about Rudy. So that's kind of nice. When's Exum coming back? He's on the trip. He's working. I haven't. I don't know what he's doing in regards to one-on-one. I think he's played one-on-one. I don't know if he's played three-on-three yet. Um, So I don't know exactly. Uh, I'm missing practice today to do this and some other stuff, so uh, I'll have to get a report. Would Karl Malone be a perfect playmaking four on the modern? I don't think so. I mean, Karl Malone would be great because Karl Malone's Karl Malone. Karl Malone would figure it out, but I don't think he'd be a playmaking four. Can we do an entire episode on the genius of Coach Snyder and his staff's game prep? Yes, we should, Eric. We should do exactly that. He is incredible. They are masterful with what they do in their prep. It's really awesome. Uh, Do you like the play-in tournament idea to curb tanking? Why or why not? I do not. I'm about to do a podcast with Kevin Artovitz. We're going to talk about tanking. I think the draft is over as we know it. I think the tanking's gotten too severe. Um, I don't think the new model's going to fix it. I think they're going to get rid of the draft as we know it. It will be a wheel. Um... I think it's too bad, but I'm not sure there's a choice. Um, And I don't really think the play-in tournament does it. And I don't think anyone really cares to watch 7 vs. 10 and 8 vs. 9. I do like the idea of soccer tournament model in the preseason or early in the season. Like a Western Conference Cup or Divisional Cups or things like that early in the year that count to regular season. What I don't understand about soccer is how many games are played that actually don't count inside the season and their standings, and I don't get that. So I'd rather not do that. Why do the Wolves have five days off? They've played more games than anyone else. Do you still think 47 is a benchmark for a team to make the playoffs, and is Rudy the most underrated impact player in the NBA? Uh, Yes, I still think 47, and yes, I think Rudy is the most underrated impact player in the NBA. I think Rudy has maybe more impact on every possession in a game than any player in the NBA. And I don't think people are are onto that yet in regards to pack. Is it more important to have certain positions in the positive over others? Is there any different level of importance from position to position? Fabulous question. Not enough research that I've done about that. Certain positions harder to get positive. Probably great question. Don't know the answer to that. Arash. Awesome. Super. I will work on that. Um, 50 wins said Dustin Turner. Holy smokes, guys. What do we have to do? We're 35 and 30? Is that right? What are we now? 35 and 30? How are we 35 and 30? Like that's the point to me. Like this is this is why I am trying to recalibrate what's going on. How are we 35 and 30? So to win 50, we got to go 15 and 2 the rest of the way? Dustin, what are you on? Holy smokes. I mean, I guess we've done it. 116 of our last 18. But if we go 15 2 the rest of the way, we're legit, then, then we're like as good as the Rockets and the Warriors. Look at the top of the West 17 game win streak for the Rockets, 6 game win streak for the Warriors, 8 game win streak for the Blazers, 10 game win streak for the Pelicans. Here's the real question Can we, I mean, if you want it, like, okay, a 50 win seems stupid. No offense. Can we get to 6? Like, I mean, I think it's going to be hard enough to make the playoffs still. Right? 47 still means 12-5 and five the rest of the way. Can we get to sixth? Because if we can get to sixth, we can win a playoff series. Last night's win was def- decisive. Our defense is solid. Yes, it is. Hi, Kathy. I noticed this morning that while we were are tied with Denver and the Clippers, the Clippers have played two less games than us. So schedule hard that this will get to them. Good question. Um, on my schedule system, I have the Clippers playing 12 should of win games with their 0-1 in their first one. I, they have seven unlikelies. They have an easy schedule, um, with very little wiggle room and I don't, and that's a team where I still think people are very doubtful if they're any good. Listen to Lockdown Pacers this morning and they are in love with Gobert, uh, one of the tony was my stats guy last night so i may have influenced that a little bit and i think they had a different opinion of Ingles than they did yesterday nice uh if we make it in the playoffs the defense will be the key what why does koc not get the same credit for drafting contributing nba players like dennis does i don't know what did koc do that you want to give him credit for clayton i mean i think he got credit for undrafted free agent wesley matthews like i what i'm sorry, i don't get it um, and, and, and how often does a retired general manager start getting credit s- 10 years later? That seems weird. I'm missing I'm missing where KOC is being slighted. I'm a huge KOC fan. Um, I love him as a person. He's been great to me. I'm a big fan. Like That's not me like dismissing KOC. I just am, kind of don't think that on March 8th of 2018 a lot of people are talking about KOC. Kevin O'Connor, former Jazz general manager. What kind of record do you think the Jazz will need to finish with in order for Gobert to be a serious contender for defense player of the year? If we keep playing defense like we are for the rest of the year, I think Gobert wins defense player of the year. I think it just is, it just becomes his impact is too great to ignore. Matt Moon, can I you introduce me to Joe Ingles? Let me walk down the hallway and see if I can get him. Uh, best guess which teams will miss the playoffs? That's been my problem this whole time of in putting us in the playoffs. That's been my problem the whole time. I can't figure out what other two teams are out also. I mean, at this point, I guess you're talking Clippers Nuggets, but I. I we'll see. Someone's going to trip up somewhere. Hopefully, it's not us. Could incorporating a rule where a team is only allowed to have two All Stars help create a balance throughout the league? Would players? no. Stop. I mean, then you don't have the great Lakers team. You don't have the great Celtics teams. You don't have the great Bulls teams. You don't have the great Heat team. Like you take away the great teams of the history of the league, like what's the value of that? Um, playoff tiebreakers. My it goes head-to-head then it goes division if you're in the division and then it goes to conference. Hans Olsen actually is the tiebreaking expert. If we have like five guys tied I have no idea what happens. But the standings rules two teams tied they go to -to head-to-head Division winner gets the first one, okay? But if they're tied, so if there's two, if one of them's a division winner and you're doing a conference, division winner gets it. Best winning percentage of games against each other. Best winning percentage against teams in your own division if you're tied within the, if there are teams within division. Best winning percentage against two teams in your own conference. Best winning percentage against teams eligible eligible for the playoffs in the conference. More than two teams are tied. Division winner. Best winning percentage in all games among the tied teams. So if we have a five-way tie, it'll be what your record is against those teams. Better winning percentage against teams in their own division, only if tied in division. Then best against teams in the own conference, then against playoff against eligible. Does that make sense? So if we all get tied together, it's going to start to matter who we're tied against. All right, two more, two more questions. Uh, how many teams have come back from nine games below 500? Did I just flip the camera? Uh, to above 500 to make the playoffs. I do not know that. It's a good question. Let's, let's worry about it when we get there. What do you think? It's a great question, though. What, what do you think the impact would be of the Spurs missing the playoffs? Part of me thinks Kawhi Leonard's trying to force his way out to L.A., by the way. I don't have that in background. There's no knowledge there. Just watching what's going on from the outside. I think he's trying to force his way to L.A from San Diego, from L.A., Paul George, both come back together. I think there's something going on there. Uh, I'm not a big Alan Crabb fan. Uh, Zach wants to know what I think of Alan Crabb. I'm not a fan, particularly under that contract. Uh, I've been. He hasn't developed his game. Pretty one-dimensional. I'm not sure he could play in our system. I'm not sure he handles and passes well enough. Uh... Donovan's bell curve from Tyler, that's my point earlier. That's so slim. He's just incredibly consistent night in, night out, even when he's not shooting great right now. Uh, All right, I think we're done. Awesome. I like Jay Crowder's energy, but how does his inefficient shooting in most games hurt us? Seems like it can stall our offense performance while he's on the floor. Uh, The plus-minus numbers on Jay Crowder are great, so he is not doing anything to hurt us. And uh, I think Jay has said himself, he's just not sure where his shots are coming from and how he's going to get his shots. And so, therefore... I think that's led to him not shooting as well, and I think he'll get more and more comfortable. He's not a 30% shooter, 20% from three. He'll get he'll get more and more comfortable along the way. All right, that wraps up the show. Locked on NBA. We'll have Kevin Arnavitz later today as well. So look forward to that. Thank you very much for tuning in. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports podcast network. It is Locked on Jazz. See you.